0: Subscribe to Point Forward the Podcast so you don't miss a thing.
1: Welcome to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC Sports. Brought to you by t-shirtcom the go-to provider for all your tar heel gear.
0: Welcome into the Inside Carolina podcast. This is a UNC Football Recruiting Podcast recorded on a Wednesday morning. As always, with the beautiful and talented Don Callahan, Don,
1: what's going on? Not too much, just uh dealing with all the craziness that is the I guess the coronavirus pandemic. What about you? How's uh how are you dealing with all this crazy stuff? Yeah, man, it's
0: just a different time of living right now. Social distancing and are you isolation. actually social
1: social dis- distancing and isolating yourself? Cuz you're you're a happening guy. You're out there in, in the clubs and, you know, at the bars <laughs> Dude, every no. night. No?
0: No. Well, first of all, I'm never – I don't go out at all or go to clubs or bars. Um, really? Yeah, all my friends are married and have kids.
1: So what do you do on a typical – not not this time frame, but, you know, like two months ago?
0: Um, Watch Netflix at home. No way. Yeah. So – I would say one thing that affects me is my my workout group in the morning, which I do, and actually Ben Sherman is part of it, but we don't go to the same ones. That uh, has been canceled. So the big group workouts, I've been missing those in the morning. I mean, I have been getting together with one or two friends and working out.
1: um, But isn't all this stuff outside?
0: Yeah, it's all outside. So I I do that. I mean, I've, I've done it every morning. It's just been smaller groups.
1: Okay, so, but why would it cancel it if it's outside and you can easily kind of make sure you're at a distance?
0: Well, because it was groups of like 10, 15 people and we're high-fiving and we're huddling up and stuff. So that's been canceled. I, I mean, I think that's the whole point is to, to stop the uh, stop the curve. And so we've been uh, – you try to limit your uh, you limit your exposure to other people. Gotcha. Who knows gotcha. who has it? this is true
1: it's true we could have had yeah. it and, and not even known for me it's uh it's kind of well i guess like 75 percent of my day is basically the same because as you know i work from home um yeah. and my wife also works from home so we've already kind of gotten our feel with that and my kids are in year-round school and they are actually technically tracked out right now so yeah. they would be home anyway um The only difference for them is that everybody is out of school. So, you know, we, we've let our kids go outside and play, um, which has actually been great because, uh, they've been playing nonstop. The major difference for me is that I like have nothing to look forward to it now. Like I didn't realize like one, I mean, I've mentioned a bunch of times on the podcast. I, I, I truly enjoy my kids playing the sports. I love going to the practices and all that, all that stuff's canceled. Um, and then sports has been crazy. Like, you know, I guess what really hit me was last Thursday when the Flyers are supposed to play Tampa Bay. And hours before that, they put the season on hold. And it's so weird yep. because I literally there are multiple times in the day still to this day, this morning, I did it where I reach for my phone and go to look at scores. And I'm like, whoa, mm. there hasn't been any games in forever. And I even have moments where I'm like, all right, well let me just check the standings and I'm like, and I and I have like this internal fight where I'm like, dude, you know what the standings are. They haven't changed in a week. So yes, yeah, so that's been a little bit of a the change for me. Yeah.
0: I mean, I was covering the ACC tournament last week and it got canceled. And obviously UNC was out and they played the last game, but I was gonna keep going to the games because I had a press pass. Mm-hmm. And AC tournament canceled, NCAA tournament canceled. I was actually looking forward, even though UNC was not going to be in the NCAA tournament, I was looking forward to kind of being a fan and just watching the tournament without covering it. Because when you watch it, when you're at a site covering a game and covering a couple games, you don't really watch as much. And I was excited about just sitting on my couch and watching every single game.
1: Yeah, no, that's uh, – I'm not a big college basketball fan at all, but I absolutely love March Madness. And so, once they kind of canceled that, I was like, I was, and I was curious to see because initially they were going to have it, but without fans. And I was curious yeah. to see what that was going to be like, um, even though I knew it would be weird. But I was just, you know, a curiosity thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's just crazy times. Um, no NBA. Who knows when kids will go back to school? I don't. I'm not. I am i do not think UNC. So UNC football u n c sports has canceled all spring activities, so no spring practice that was going to consume my work for the next month. Hmm. Practice starts today start was going to start today on wednesday um, who know I don't know if students are going to come back to campus they're they're
1: they're, they're not and the only reason it's why I know sure. is my my cousin goes uh, goes to u n c wilmington and she has until Sunday to get all of her stuff out Have they officially door. canceled canceled school for the whole semester it it's canceled or, there's no in-person school, so they have to do stuff online. Okay. Everything's done online. Are you breaking news from Don? Well, but I don't think this is actually breaking news. I just don't think that. <laughs> I mean, there's been so much stuff that's been canceled and so many, so many changes yeah. and everything. So, so I could see how you can miss some of this. And I think um, there's already been a state. I think it was like Kansas or something that's come out and said all schools, you know, regardless of what school, you're done for the rest of the year sort of thing.
0: It is really crazy times. Um, all right, we're going to try to distract you from these crazy times and dive into some football recruiting talk. Not a lot of new news. A lot of it deal, deals with the coronavirus, how that affects UNC football recruiting. There was a commitment last night, which was Tuesday night, Tamir Brown, a five 5'11", 166-pound defensive back or athlete, as he's listed from Jacksonville, North Carolina, committed to the 2021 class. We'll talk about that. The layout will be a talk about how the coronavirus and the shutdown of recruiting visits has affected UNC and, and certain recruits. We'll then talk about Tamir Brown, and then we'll get into our uh, some advice we have from working from home and the top five, which we've got a, a good amount of responses to. The new top five is going to be top five
1: um, bingeable, binge-worthy shows, Right. Yes, binge-worthy shows and and um, we wanna exclude shows like Breaking Bad, Walking Dead stuff that everybody knows about if you haven't watched Breaking Bad, one, you should, and odds are you're not going to if you haven't already um but you know we want shows that um aren't as common, so we can kinda kind of basically giving advice to everybody for me and Ross and for everybody who's listening, just kind of sh- i guess sharing some thoughts on your top five. I guess, non-known non really well, you know. Yeah. Sure. And, well, and oh, and we, be- did com- we did comedies before. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure
0: there's going to be some comedies included. People might not remember what they said. So try to give us unique answers, uh, not the common, common binge-worthy ones like The Office or Friends, but uh, maybe some unique answers. But we'll see what we get, and it should help all of us have some, maybe some new shows. I'm always looking for new shows on Netflix, HBO. Show, Hulu, etc.
1: Yeah, and I think we should emphasize dramas. It could be like a comedic drama, but something that you want to, you know, you put on the first episode and you know, three hours, four hours later, um, you know, you're still watching it because it's just kind of, it's just kind of um, swooped you in or whatever. Um, but but <laughs> yeah, as as far as um, submissions, make sure that you tweet it at me, at Don Callahan IC or PM it to me on um, Inside Caroline's message board. Um, also, and I have been kind of forgetting to, do, to mention this the past few podcasts, make sure you send me your first name and your location. All right, we're not going to stalk you down. We're not going to go visit you. We're going to keep the social distance, but just so we can kind of add a little bit of a color to uh, your submission. We go.
0: All right, let's get right into it. Recruiting visits have been canceled both ways. So no coaches, no no players can visit either way. You know, UNC had a bunch of momentum with the four commitments in six days. And now they have, they had nine commitments last night. They landed their 10th. So they're way ahead. They're ranked four in the nation. They're way ahead of a lot of other schools, but it did slow down UNC's momentum. It, it probably would have had a, a lot of people visit for spring game and for spring practices. And this weekend coming up was going to be a big visit with a lot of top, um, you know, top recruits, top uh, four stars and five stars. Don, give us a brief, a brief, you know, overlay of of how this has affected UNC's recruiting and recruiting in general, and we'll get to some particulars.
1: Yeah, so I think it it, it kind of it did, like you mentioned, it slowed things down. There were some visits that are going to be pretty key that were probably going to lead to commitments. One example, and it still worked out in North Carolina's favor, is Tamir Brown. We'll get into his situation in more detail later on but um he was scheduled to visit on thursday and the the feeling was and he confirmed this you know during my interview with him after he committed was that he was going to commit on thursday now fortunately for north carolina he didn't need that visit and he decided to commit on tuesday but there's a lot of other situations you know like um uh, Tony Grimes was supposed to visit spend the entire weekend in North Carolina and and uh, Travion um, Henderson was supposed to visit and you know um, just a bunch of you know UNC's top targets sort of thing. Um, uh, Javari Ritzy a defense alignment four star defensive lineman out of Kernersville North Carolina. He was supposed to visit on Sunday and then come back later on in the month. I mean these would have been key in kind of keeping North Carolina's momentum with with all these guys.
0: Yeah, I mean Tony Grimes is a one of the top recruits in the nation, a five star defensive end. It looks like he's announcing December first. Just click on his profile. I mean, number seven in the nation. So having him for a whole weekend, you know, maybe UNC's chances are not not great for him. But you know, being in the in the loop for these five stars is good for optics. And who knows what could happen when these guys visit. Same with Travion Henderson, a five star guy, top twenty in the nation, big time running back. Um, So they're missing out on these visits, but other schools are missing out on them, too. Um, So it does kind of level the playing field. Now, one player that UNC was in on was Evan Pryor. He committed to Ohio State on Monday. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, and and his was kind of sort of similar, not in North Carolina's favor, obviously, but similar to Samira Brown, where he and his family had planned a two- or three-day visit to Ohio State, and it was actually supposed to be for later on this week, ironically. And from what we were hearing from our sources, and, and we we've been posting this stuff for weeks in the Weekly Scoop and mentioning it in Weekly Scoop. Um, if he if things were to, were to go as planned in Columbus, they were going to commit to Ohio State. Now, he obviously knowing that that he wasn't going to be able to make that visit and not knowing when he was going to actually be able to get to Ohio State, probably wanted to secure his spot. You know, because Ohio State's recruiting a lot of other big-time running backs, so um, he just went ahead and committed to the Buckeyes on Monday, which is you know a little bit of um, a little bit of a kick in the nuts for North Carolina because he's an in-state guy. He's one. He's an elite running back that UNC was was pursuing along with. We mentioned Henderson, and there's also Will Shipley, UNC's in on, and Kamaro Edmonds, another in-state uh, four-star in-state running back that UNC recruiting. So it's not like a huge, huge hit, but. Um, doesn't feel good for North Carolina for sure.
0: Yeah. And I, I've written, you know, reading the message boards and whatever. And, and, Trayvon Henderson is, is crystal ball to Ohio state as well. What would happen if, if he committed to Ohio state? Would, would UNC, you think be have a better chance of picking prior?
1: I, I don't think so. And the reason being is that one, and I've said this a couple of times, Ohio state operates under different rules. It's a, it's a blue blood. It's, it's kind of similar to, you know, how Clemson could wait until the last possible moment to offer Trent Simpson and still land him. Where North Carolina, there's no way they could have done that. You know what I mean? Um, and it's the same sort of situation to where at UNC, UNC has to basically tell these guys, okay, you're gonna be the only running back we saw in this class. Ohio State can say, Hey, you know, we're Ohio State. I mean, if you wanna play for national championships, this is where you wanna you wanna go. The other thing is is that Ohio State's uh, running back room is, is pretty depleted. They were hoping to land, I think, a couple of guys with the last class ended up only landing one, and he, and he's not an elite guy, solid player, but not an elite guy. So there's a lot more, I guess, room to play and room for two or two running back class for them. And North Carolina really overall was only going to take one anyway. But to go back to your, your, your initial question, I don't. I don't think that Pryor would um, decommit because it's been pretty clear, at least to, in the public, that Ohio State plans to take two running backs. And you would hope – I would, I would strongly assume that uh, Pryor and his parents are well aware that Ohio State is going to take a second, and that second uh, running back could be a guy like Travion Henderson.
0: Who, who else does UNC turn to now at running back? It was the one in-state guy, right?
1: Well, there's Kamaro Edmonds is yeah. is the guy that, that really likes North Carolina. He goes to Havelock and UNC has had a lot of success recently at Havelock high school. It's a very pro UNC area. The coaching staff at Havelock is very, um, I think that, that, well, the head coach is a UNC graduate. Um, so there's him, there's Will Shipley, which is kind of, you know, UNC is kind of, you know, a long shot, but he's been talking, which is, which is which is key, and then we mentioned uh, Travion Henderson, which I really believe UNC has a puncher's chance with him, You know, depending on how things kind of um, materialize with, with the rest of his uh, options. Good stuff. Um, all right, well, anything we need
0: to talk about more about this coronavirus? I mean, I guess there's just a lot of unknowns. I mean, we don't know how long it's going to last. If. Yeah, as a- I mean, right now, could in that- be into May and June that we're still having to deal with uh, restrictions and cancellations and social distancing.
1: Yeah. So right now, the the sudden dead period that that we're under right now is set to go until um, April fifteenth. But I think everybody who is involved, um, they they believe that it's going to go beyond that. Um, But a lot of it depends on what happens in the nation with all this stuff. But, you know, once you start to kind of go beyond that, then you're really taking away spring, which is a big time for visits. And then if you start going into the summer, you know, it's just it gets really crazy for these visits and it's going to make the season all that more important for these recruiting visits, which is what we aren't kind of accustomed to the past few classes, because with the the early signing period and with the ability to take official visits in this in the spring and summer a lot of classes are being completed before the football season begins or the majority of the class you know unc only added a couple guys during the football season but now that's going to change and really you got to wonder if a lot of guys are going to sign in december or if you'll see a lot more i think you have to assume that you're going to see a lot more sign in february even though that's the trend has has been pushing towards december but yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean it's all about the unknown. You know, no one knows what um you know what's going to happen and, and, and a lot of it's kind of out of out of the NCAA's hands. Yeah, for sure. Um
0: all right. We're gonna take a break now and talk about giant t-shirt and giant t-shirt dot com. Now we don't want you getting out and going on Franklin Street and mixing it up, but we do want you to encourage you to visit JohnnyT-Shirt t shirt.com. We can get all your UNC apparel needs, sweatshirts, hats. T-shirts, pants, shirts, jerseys—get it all at Johnny T-Shirt and JohnnyT-Shirt.com. Make sure if you are a premium Inside Carolina subscriber, you can go on to the premium message boards—the um, Tar Pit board and the UNC Baseball board—and get the 10% off discount code for all your Johnny T-Shirt purchases. That's good in person and online. So make sure you go to Johnny T-Shirt and T shirtcom They're local. They have great customer service. We always want to support the independently owned small businesses. And in this time, I mean, not just and just a P- PSA on my part, not just uh, you know giant T-shirt, but all these local restaurants and, and small businesses are, are really suffering in this time. So it's important to support local, locally owned small businesses that can be hit really hard when we have these restrictions, like we do. Right, Don?
1: No, absolutely. I mean, because I, I can't imagine. <laughs> we are fortunate. That with, with how our job operates that, that nothing really has affected us too much. We have to get a little bit more creative with our content, but I mean I can't imagine some of these other businesses, how they're surviving when when you know the, our government is telling us to stay home.
0: Yeah, and, and some in some cities, they've canceled bars and restaurants um, and I think that's moving to different parts of North Carolina as well. It's encouraging people to stay home and, and eat at home and not Endanger other people. It's crazy times. um So yeah, definitely, definitely support small businesses when you can. That that goes for now and and, and later on. Okay, moving on. Tamir Brown. You know this recruitment. I think you know if you kind of we've been following UNC football recruiting, you probably got a sense this guy was going to commit to UNC at some point. I think that's the the vibe that Don always gave with him. He'd been a UNC lean. It was not if it was when he pulled the trigger late on a Thursday night. Luckily, Don was. Um, not asleep for this one. <laughs> Saw it coming. I had to text him, though.
1: Right? Yeah, you texted me though. <laughs> I was already like locked and loaded, ready to post everything. But I but... always appreciate I always appreciate any helping hand. And really, to be honest, I appreciate any time that uh, that Ross reaches out to me and communicates with me, especially in this time of isolation.
0: Yeah, it's, it's hey. This is another PSA. It's good to keep up social interactions. Check on a friend you haven't seen in a long time. Text someone you haven't texted in a long time. because You knows texted this me t-
1: yesterday morning.
0: Yeah, right? we talk we talk a lot in general. Well, I texted you for some work stuff. But uh, you know, well, some people yesterday handle... morning it
1: wasn't. It was it was to see how I was doing.
0: That's right. I've been doing that a lot. It's important. Some people handle, you know, the social distancing and, and lack of a social interaction that can be negative for their mental health. Mm, um, yes, absolutely. So it's good to check in on friends and, and talk to someone you haven't talked to in a while. But yeah, so it was like ten fifteen. This guy committed. I was on the couch watching Netflix, and saw that tweet. So I sent that to you a little bit earlier in the in the evening. But he committed. Weird timing. Uh, I don't know why I did it so late. I mean, just do it in the afternoon. But uh, UNC gets, like I said, 5, 10, 166 corner, uh, ranked three sixty two in the nation, which is which is pretty good. Number twenty six athlete in the nation, number twenty one in the state, and we're think, talking about one of the states with one of my, one of the more talented. Um, cycles in the state. So 21, you know, usually be kind of where UNC stops recruiting kids, but I'd say up to top 30, top 40 is where this class still has a lot of talent. So Tamir Brown, I mean, I don't think it's a huge, huge get in terms of talent, but certainly an in-state player that UNC wanted and they got. Don, your thoughts on Tamir Brown? and Then we'll get into get to his recruitment, then we'll get into his game a little bit later.
1: Yeah, so um, this is a guy that Based off what I was told very early on, Jay Bateman just fell in love with. And um, and so I I think it's anytime you get a guy like get a, a recruit like that, it's it's huge for your, your program. Because you don't, I mean, everybody focuses so much on the rankings, and I get it, I understand why that is, but I think there's so much more value in getting guys that fit into your system. And we all know that Jay Bateman's system is very unique. He is able to fit a lot of different guys into his uh, positionless defense, but um, there are certain fits that that are better than others. And I think this is a situation where um, where he fits perfectly, and you know he can can develop into that that cover corner that uh, Jay Bateman wants.
0: Okay, so why did Jay Bateman like this guy? You know, what what does he necessarily bring that you think stands out to him?
1: Well, I, I don't, I don't exactly know other than the fact, I mean, I could just tell you that, that he is a, I mean, he's your traditional best player on your, t- on your high school team. So you throw him at quarterback sort of thing, you he know, plays so quarterback. he plays quarterback, but I mean, he's not, not a passing quarterback. It's when he passes, it's more of the, the defense is kind of snoozing and has been keying on the run for, for probably like three drives. And then he throws kind of like, you remember what Georgia tech underneath Paul Johnson where yeah. they would get these, it was it was those sort of things with the passes, uh, but but he's super athletic, um, has a lot of agility, very slippery as a runner, um, and you kind of look at just his athleticism while playing that running quarterback position, and you, you kind of project that that will transfer to the cornerback position, and that he could develop into. You know, a, a cover corner, you know, the type that you can kind of put out on an island and kind of say, just lock this guy down and um, have the faith that he's going to do that. So he does not play corner in high school. He plays a little bit. Um, okay. But um, and he played. So he I'm go, got to go back into my in my um, my brain here. Um, so dark as I. Yeah, it is a dark place. Um, and, and I see Ross sitting there in the corner. Um, so, as a freshman, he actually earned a a starting um uh, spot at cornerback for Jacksonville high, which is actually one of the better programs and i think it's i think it's three a um in in the eastern part of the state um but and this happened mostly this past season they were like they had a lot of uh they lost a lot of seniors and stuff, and they were like, all right, who's our best athlete let's put Uh, that guy meaning Tamir at at quarterback so and and typically what happens you don't want your quarterback to get injured while playing defense so you you limit him on defense but before this past season he did play a lot of cornerback but even you know in high school in general and especially in the eastern part of the state you're not going to see a whole lot of passing offenses so he's not even being tested as a true corner would be so um but I think it it speaks a lot that the fact that he earned a starting role as a freshman though, at that, at that position.
0: Good stuff. All right. Tamir Brown, you know, he had, didn't have huge offers. NC state, app state, Charlotte, coastal Carolina, you know, a lot of the in-state schools and regional schools, Duke, uh, Georgia tech state, South Carolina, Tennessee, J tech, Wake Forest. So kind of that mid-level, like not the big national recruit, but some of the area schools and, Neighboring uh, states schools and offered him joins the 2021 class and gives UNC their tenth um, commitment and to get a kid from Jacksonville, you know, it's good to kind of get kids from Eastern North Carolina and Greensboro and Charlotte kind of spread out and keep that wall being built around kind of the hot spots, you know, Havelock included and in some of these um, Eastern North Carolina cities.
1: Yeah, and okay. the other thing that we haven't really gotten into or mentioned is that the second place team and although it was a very distant second is not I'm not just saying that to I guess throw you know um fuel to the fire sort of thing but um was NC State so you, this is a situation where I know it doesn't feel like it because if it has felt like for a long time that it was a matter of time, just a matter of time when he was going to commit to North Carolina. But NC State was was probably the biggest threat. So to be able to take yet another recruit from your arch rival is is huge.
0: Awesome, good stuff. All right, see so a quick break. We're going to get to the top five and Don's advice from working from home. We'll be right back. All uh, right, we're back. Okay. So I think we got the football out of the way. Is there anything else you want to talk about from your um from your weekly scoop? I went through it. We mentioned a lot of the effects of the of the uh coronavirus with all the big visits that aren't gonna happen. You know, I mean players in particular, Javari Ritzy was going to visit, correct?
1: Uh yes. Javari Ritzy was supposed to visit this past Sunday and then he was gonna come back in two weekends. But I think, you know, not just with that stuff, we also which kind of got lost a little bit is um, so I believe it might be actually today, Wednesday, if not, if not Wednesday will be Thursday, 24 seven sports is updating their 2022 rankings. And you might say, Oh my God, why are we focusing on 2022 already? Well, I mean, really those are going to be the guys that we're going to be focusing on. Well, normally we would be focusing on for visits during the fall. Um, but in preparation for that ranking update, I did a little bit of preview of the in-state group to kind of give you a sense of who are the top guys in state and what the 2022 class is going to look like in state. So um, I definitely urge at some point, it's not something that you need to look at right this second, but at some point, look at it just to kind of get a feel for what uh, some of the names that you gr- you're going to need to know in the coming coming months.
0: Yeah, the 2022 class. So check that out on the Weekly Scoop posted on Tuesday. I mean, some of the big names that we're kind of waiting for to make a decision are uh, Dilworth, who had a visit. a lot of visits coming up. So those are going to be canceled. And then uh, Javari Ritzy. Those are names that, you know, as an outside advisor, outside observer, I recognize that are big names in state that have not committed yet. Yep.
1: All right. Good stuff done. Thanks for your input there on that
0: statement. I... <laughs>
1: I'm so, I'm sorry. I'm, i am sorry i am sorry i am was sidetracked. I got I you, you got you're messaging me on the side too and I think it's like work related and it ends up being just some uh commentary we'll say.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. So I mean that's that's it. I check out the scoop as a lot of good stuff on there, and that's gonna conclude our football conversation. Now Don wanted to give some advice on working from home. You know, Don, how long have you been working from home? Ten years, fifteen years? Uh
1: yeah, internet yeah, was uh,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, 10, 15 years, I guess, um, because I started this when I was in college and I had a, I did have a part-time job at one point, but, um, yeah, I mean, where, long time. Where was your part-time job? So I worked, the, I worked at Kohl's for four uh, years. The clothes place? Yes. And, and, but, um, uh, my last job, I believe was Dick Sporting Goods. Kohl's fired me. They fired you? Yeah, they fired me. Can you believe that? Both fired you? No, no. Both um, fired you? No, just Kohl's. Kohl's fired me. Okay. Why did they fire you? Um, (laughs) I was... All right, so I learned at a very early age that I could never work like a nine-to-five sort of thing. I'm the type where you give me a task and I'll handle it. Hopefully, my employers in South Carolina feel like that's the case. Um, With calls I, I guess you know i would kind of show up late and then always try to leave early sort of thing and um after four years of dealing with that i guess they didn't like it too much so <laughs> yeah
0: nice. leaving uh can't come late And leave. have you ever been early? fired no never no okay so yeah i can't believe you work those two places okay working from home advice i mean i worked from home for who five years now almost five years almost six years i think uh let's get some basic advice because a lot of people work from home like a lot i've seen on internet people giving advice working from home and i'm like it's not that hard it's, it's kind of nice you know there's a lot of well, i think there's
1: certain well i think there's certain people you have to have a certain mentality and the reason why i say that <laughs> yeah, is because okay. my and i'll let you get to your point i'm not going to try to to uh talk over you on this whole thing but um <laughs> my wife roughly a year ago started working from home and she really struggled with it and yeah, I mean, she's finally got the hang of it. She didn't use any of the advice that I gave her, but she finally got the hang of it. So, so yeah, it, it's definitely, I feel like for some people, it does take a little bit of getting used to because there's so many distractions, not just while you're working and, and you're hearing noise, but you're working and you're like, oh, I really wanted to watch that TV show that I DVR'd last night. Or, oh, I, you know, no. my friend asked me to go out for lunch sort of thing. And you kind of have to, you know, have the self-discipline to to say no to those sort of things.
0: Yeah, and I think our work is a little unique, where it's not a nine to five. Like, you know, if we get our stuff done in the morning, there's some time in the afternoon, but we may have to work again at night. And there's just when, there, when the news happens, you have to take care of it. But there are a lot of downtimes as well. Um, but it is going to have a schedule. I like to work out in the morning and then sit down uh, seven, eight, eight thirty, and start crushing out any work I need to get done as much as I can in the morning because I think that's the most productive time for me. Um, and I take a break for lunch and then allow some time to either exercise in the afternoon or finish some stuff I need to do in the afternoon. Um, I like to move around. So sometimes I'll sit on the couch and work. Sometimes I'll sit in a chair. I have a little workstation. I also have a, an outside patio where I work some if the weather's nice. And then I'll go to coffee shops as well. With this current situation, the coffee shops and, and places like that aren't probably the best choices now. So it is truly a work from home situation. but you know, it's good to move around. It's good, you know. You don't want to get too sleepy. I see a lot, a lot of different situations, but it's nice. I mean, I like the opportunity to eat eat from home. You know, snack, football, the news. I watch. I Sports Center and a lot of ESPN while I work. Um, but yeah, any advice, Don?
1: Yeah. So, what, for what's me, your kind of work
0: from home look like?
1: Well, um, yeah, I don't have a a strenuous workout like you do, but I do wake up at six, do a workout, take a shower. And then I start actually working by, by seven. Um, yeah, you're and, early. and then I, I just, I try to, um, you know, get done at least one piece of content, you know, definitely way before as soon as, as, as soon before lunch as possible. You know, I try to like nine, 10 ish frame is where I try to go with, um, a lot of phone calls and that sort of thing. But yeah, I mean, I, I try to get the majority of my work done really by lunchtime, as far as the stuff that I need, the content that I need to get up. And then I actually spend a whole lot of time just, you know, with my research and, and reaching out to sources and, and reaching out to kids and all that sort of stuff that probably takes up the, the rest of the day, really. I mean, I kind of stopped working around four-ish, but there's times like, you know, there's, I know, like like, for example, my daughter has a practice on Mondays at, you know, I know that gym where I could sit and I can work for two hours and and I'm good. So, but for me, it's just really just getting into the routine has been always been the key for me. I've, I've tried to, like I mentioned earlier, instill that in my wife, she still is just, you know, sometimes she wakes up at six in the morning, sometimes she wakes up at nine and then she like wonders why she didn't get stuff, you know, but (laughs) so I, you know, that sort of thing. But so let me, let me, let me ask you, so. How frequently do you go to coffee shops to work? Like, I'm, I'm, And I'm talking about when you're at home, because obviously if you're on the road, that's a little bit different.
0: Yeah, I used to go a lot more. I'd go, uh, sometimes i go every day, but now it's a little bit less, maybe twice a week. And sometimes i go to the office. We have an office in Chapel Hill, and it's essentially like a, you know, it's just a workspace without having to buy coffee. So, so I consider wh- that. So I'll go two to three times a week average it just, it just depends because sometimes we have press conferences and basketball and football stuff and i'll go and work at the dean dome or in keenan football center
1: so are you one of those guys that has kind of like um you have the gear sort of thing where you have like the the um power strip that you plug in so that you can you know you know you're gonna have electricity for both your laptop and to charge charger phone and whatever else sort of thing
0: <laughs> i mean i bring no, I do not bring a power strip i have but there's people Both chargers that do that. And yeah, as needed, I will charge each device. I mean, that, that is a struggle to find an outlet near yes. your table. Yes. Um, so that, that is one struggle. And then I don't like to buy – I mean, I don't really like to spend a lot of money out. It's a great way to save money. So I try not to have to buy coffee. Occasionally, I'll buy something, but I also feel a little guilty. So I try to, I try to work as far away from the cash register as I can. And that kind of goes against my supporting local – businesses but you know
1: but i love it a little
0: little money saving tip is make your coffee at home
1: the i love the guys who kind of come up and they're they're ready they have everything they need the one time i went to a coffee shop and the guy literally had you know those those um i guess those outdoor super long extension cords he had one of those and (laughs) the power strip and he, he had the entire table like set up for work and which i get it You do what you got to do. I got to work on the road a lot. So I get it. But he would leave for like hours at a time to go. I think he was on the phone outside, which makes sense. But I'm like, man, you're leaving all your stuff and, and you're occupying a table that you're not really even sitting at. But, um, you know, this is a Panera and Panera is a pretty understanding of what they kind of encourage it sort of thing. So. I'm not that far, but I am. I, I definitely search out to find the um, the re- receptacle so I can plug in my my laptop. I don't. I don't like to lose energy. Do you work at a desk at home? So, I'm kind of like man, you. Man gave yes. it up. I work, I work at, well, you, you've seen the man tower has my desk and that's with my two screens and I can see the TVs easily from there. So, so yeah, so, so some days I work there, sometimes I just grab my laptop and sit on the couch up in the man tower. Sometimes, um, you know, my wife might say, Hey, you want to come downstairs and work together and I'll bring <laughs> my laptop down to the living room and she'll have her laptop will kind of work, which is great because. You know she's I mean we live together, we're around each other all the time, so we don't need to talk all the time, we definitely talk, but we're able to work together, and she's not going to harass me and talk my ear off to where I don't get stuff done. You know what I mean, so yeah, um yeah, and I'm like you good, a lot of time with your wife it is <laughs> it is we were talking about the the other day, um, we do spend a lot of time together, but um, uh, which is good, which is good and healthy you know so maybe one day we can instead of having working from home advice we can give uh marital advice we know we need dating advice from ross because i i think that there are some women out there right now who are particularly in the chapel hill and carborough area that are starving right now for ross okay carry on all right so we get to the top five or do you have any more tips for uh yeah i I think that's it i I mean
0: i guess if anybody has any suggestions or advice, they can post in the comments. But um, I I do miss working from an office. I worked from the twenty four seven sports office in Nashville before I moved to Chapel Hill, and I love working there because I mean yeah you have to go in and, and there's you know you have to you have to kind of be on and there's there's going through traffic and commuting and stuff, but it was cool because it was like all guys and TVs were on, people were making bets, we're talking sports, and you're there with all the recruiting guys, I worked next to Barton Simmons and. And all the different analysts and writers and stuff.
1: Yeah,
0: and um, so working from the twenty four seven sports office headquarters in Nashville was really fun. Um, So that I do miss the social act. We go get lunch, go get after work beers. Like so, the social aspect of meeting people and working with people, I do miss. Because I don't I, mean, I don't work with anyone. I don't meet any people. And that's a great way to expand your friend group and things like that. So that is the one negative. But I don't miss the commute. I don't miss, you know, I can work in whatever sweatpants. My office, my desk is 10 steps from my bed. So there's a lot of benefits as well.
1: OK, well, part, let's move that, on. That part of it before we move on is I love right <laughs> yeah. n- right now. I'm in my pajamas. OK, I literally <laughs> like I mentioned, so I do my workout, take a shower, throw pajamas on and I will be in my pajamas all day long. I kind of, I have like an outfit that sits next to my, de- my my bed that when I have to go to the store, I just kind of throw it on or whatever. But as soon as <laughs> I come home, I'm like Mr. Rogers, take it off and you know, back on with the pajamas.
0: What are your pajamas? What's the breakdown? It's just gym, sh-
1: gym shorts and t-shirt. What about what's, what's your pajamas of choice?
0: I mean, sweatpants, uh, t-shirt, sweatshirt, or like, more lounge shorts t-shirt sweatshirt
1: gotcha okay
0: i was imagining you with like matching top and bottom um plaid pajama you know actual pajamas
1: gotcha okay
0: no What's no i'm about? pretty
1: uh, um yeah i know what you're talking about like um,
0: christmas like christmas like onesies christmas jammies
1: yeah yeah like and my entire family has the exact same outfit yeah. you know we just kind of walk around no pr- i keep it pretty simple so comfort is the key okay.
0: All right, that's enough of that talk. Hopefully you enjoyed it. We're moving on to the top five. We set this the last week. It was top five um, uh, gas station road trip snacks. I thought it was a great topic, and we got some good responses. And, yeah, let's dive in. We'll read three each, Don. Okay. Okay, and then we'll give our, we'll give our own. Okay, I will start. Biff from Mercury. Another person from outer space. All right. Number five, pork rinds. One of those guilty pleasures that I never have except for occasional road trips. Four, a frozen drink. Could be an icy, frozen slushy or a slush puppy with extra squirts of flavor.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, my. Okay.
0: Three, boiled peanuts. Regular or spicy. But some of the best I've ever had have been random gas stations on a road trip. Candy, kind of general. But he, he did specify Kit Kat or Plain Hershey's or Skittles or Starburst Starburst. And number one, glass bottle Coke. Grabbing one of these from the gas station cooler to this to this day makes me right uh takes me right back to my grandma's porch as a child, knowing that all was right in the world. Very southern answers from Biff. Pork rinds, boiled peanuts,
1: <laughs> glass glass bottle coke. You probably never had either of those. Oh, um y- yeah, I mean, I'm. I might have had a glass bottle of Coke. Um, definitely not pork rinds, so. though. Or boiled peanuts. But, um, I've had boiled peanuts. I don't like them. My wife loves them. Um, I've had them where you know you're kind of driving through, and they're like make they make it there sort of thing. Not not haven't been a fan. Yeah. So, all right, all right, all right. So I will go with. Jeremy from Bahama, North Carolina. He's a first time top fiver, but a uh, daily listener. Uh, nice. number, number five. Yeah. And we love guys like this. So, you know, we want more submissions, more people kind of contribute. Um, number five, cream filled Long John, childhood favorite. This is one of your favorites, is it not, Ross?
0: I think that's your, your big cream filled Long John guy.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> number four, lemon cream. Is it Nikot? Crackers? I
0: don't know. I know what he's talking about, but those are weird. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. Number three, Cinnamon Toast Crunch Cereal Bar, which kind of fits into our our um, cereal conversation a few months ago. Number two, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. And number one, Carolina Style Utz Potato Chips. Can't find these anywhere, which makes them taste better.
0: I don't know what that is, Carolina Style. Me neither. Interesting. Okay. Um, I'll start back from the bottom here. All right, uh, Ryan from Chapel Hill. This one was easy for me since I go to D.C. often. Number five, Warheads. They can be tough to find these days, but growing up, the Warhead Challenge, where you put multiple candies in your mouth at once was a family tradition. Nothing like the Warhead Challenge with your family. Gummy worms. They must be worms. bears just don't do it for me. Three, trail mix. Just reach to the bag and out just happiness. Two, Gatorade. Don't need any caffeine on the road since rest stops can be far apart and one beef jerky the perfect snack for long drives
1: all right i'm gonna go with um oldie but goodie dale always submitting them from waxhall north carolina number five chex mix healthy snack to counter the funyuns number four sunflower seeds number three monster blue energy drink if extra energy is needed Number two Funyuns premium road trip fuel and number one big gulp or equivalent large soda seems counterintuitive for a road trip, but forces me to stop and stretch every couple of hours. That's to me, that's a big thing. I try to really um, not drink a whole lot because I, I, I don't like stopping. I don't want to stop at all.
0: Yeah. Okay. Jake from Salisbury Parrotman man too. I guess this may be his IC screen name five bottled water. My only healthy option here, but sometimes the Whistle needs wetting and the water just hits a spot. Four, little Debbie oatmeal cream cookie. They're good. I can't figure out how little Debbie didn't become Big Debbie if she ate <laughs> if she ate at all at all the dishes snacks they produce. Good little commentary there. Uh so we call them Big Don, right? That's right. Three, coffee, especially in the morning for an early road trip. Pretty self-explanatory there. Two Lance Crackers, toast cheese to be exact, exact. They're the gold standard cheese crackers, or nabs as a good old Southerner would call them. And one fountain, fountain Diet Coke. Nothing tastes better than a carbonated fountain drink. All
1: right, all right. And so your last one. My last one, Rupert from Pluto, another out of space uh, listener. Um, number five sour patch kids number four any 99 cent arizona iced tea product number three beef jerky number two twisty squirty top uh, gatorade elite okay um and number one flaming hot cheetos
0: all right Um, let's go to ours once you do your top five first i'll do my top five we'll wrap it up
1: all right so like i said I try to really avoid, I do have one exception, but I try to do, to avoid drinking as much as possible because that's going to make me want to pee and make me stop, which I try to uh, not have to do. Um, most of mine are more to kind of cure the boredom. So obviously not to fill me up. It's just to kind of keep me occupied. Um, number five, to me, Tasty Cakes um i mean yeah, i have my favorites love the crimpets i really my favorite all time is the chocolate eclair pie um but i mean all this you know tasty cakes in general hard to find in north carolina yeah um, i've never heard of that n- never heard of tasty cakes or the chocolate eclair pie either of those all right tasty, tasty if you see tasty cakes you um i believe you can get them at like a walmart you can get the crimpets and the um the peanut butter candy cakes delicious awesome i
0: heard of it is it oh. tasty cake with a k uh
1: no uh no i don't think so i think that the peanut butter candy cake, though is the candy is spelled with a k but i think tasty cake is just a just a c
0: no it, it's k it's from philadelphia
1: it's, yes yes from yeah, philadelphia. It's,
0: it's tasty cake with a k how do you not how do you not know how they're spelled
1: i don't know because i just eat them <laughs> okay all right Number. never four. heard of that it's awesome. If you see it, grab it, eat it. Promise. Or right, I'm gonna the next time I see them I'm gonna have to grab them and since we have to keep our social distance, maybe I have to like mail it to you or something. Okay. Um number 4, gummies. I like those, you know, they have those big usually it ends up being those um those gummy lifesavers. Um they have those big bags at um gas stations, but I mean any sort of gummy is good and it's just like I said, just kind of the the monotony sort of thing um along those same lines sour patch kids i love sour stuff so um sour patch kids you know combines the gummy takes a little bit longer to eat i love warheads also but if i had to choose between the two sour patch would be my choice number two mountain dew so this is for if i'm driving at night and i need something to kind of keep me awake i'm, I'm going to reach for the the mountain dew. i love code red Although mm-hmm. those have become um not that easy to find anymore, but um I'll settle for a Mountain Dew. And number one for me is and this is by far number one because of the fact that it's um it really takes a long time to eat sunflower seeds. So I love to get some sort of cup or something and just eat sunflower seeds for you know a long time and, and spit the seeds into into a cup for my entire trip that really kind of keeps me from just getting super bored if uh the podcasts that i'm listening to aren't doing it all right so what what are yours
0: there you go um okay i'll go try to get an order here um i'll go pork rinds number five that i actually this is the only time i'll get them kind of similar to what um one of our listeners said i would never i don't try not to eat them They're kind of nasty i don't know it's kind of weird just eating about thinking about eating the rind of a of an animal but they're good and it's kind of a southern thing, so it's good for a road trip. Sour gummy worms, number four. You gotta have one sweet thing. Like, you know, you can go salty, some salty snacks, but you gotta have a sweet snack as well. And I like s- sour gummy worms. Number three, my drink of choice would be a cherry Coke with um, the crushable ice. The, the kind of pellet ice would be ideal, but I do like cherry Coke um, over, over any other kind of soft drink. Number two, beef jerky. That's a I mean, that's a go-to snack anytime. Get the protein. It's delicious, and uh, it is expensive. But uh, sometimes on road trips, beef, beef jerky is the move. And then no one had this, but this is a, a Ross Martin tradition. I do it every once in a while. But combos. Mm, the uh, okay, know, are you familiar with those?
1: I am one hundred percent.
0: Yeah, the kind of pretzel or kind of you know, not dough, but a hard kind of cook uh, cracker. Inside is a little weird little paste. The combos, I uh, usually go, you know, pepperoni pizza or one of the cheese varieties. All right.
1: Sound good? Yeah. Yeah. So remember All next right, the, week, the, we have uh, top five binge-worthy shows. Um, and, and let's let's stay away from the, the ones everybody knows about. Walking Dead, you know, um, Breaking Bad, those sort of things. Sopranos. Um, and send it to me. Don or at Don IC on Twitter and then on or Don Callahan IC on Twitter. And then uh, uh, just Don Callahan on Inside Carolina. There you have it. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com. Where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase.